In October 2016, Fox News in the US aired an insanely racist comedic segment on the show The O'Reilly Factor leading up to the 2016 elections. After Trump mentioned Chinese economic policy in the debate, Fox News reporter Jesse Waters went to New York's Chinatown to discuss the election. He interviewed residents who could not speak English and made fun of their lack of response to his election questions. In between clips of Waters laughing at elderly people were clips from kung fu films and clips of Waters himself doing karate, getting a foot massage and bowing at Asian people. The point of the segment was to present Chinese immigrants in the US as uninterested and uninformed about the upcoming election, and ultimately to exclude them from a larger American cultural identity. Comedian Ronnie Chiang, a senior correspondent for The Daily Show, responded to the Fox News coverage in an expletive-filled segment that went viral. After identifying every racist cultural frame, word and image in the Fox News segment and decoding them in plain language for audiences. Oh, and by the way, if you're going to be racist, at least get your stereotypes right, you ignorant sack of (laughs) Karate isn't Chinese, it's Japanese. And you're doing it in a Taekwondo studio, which is Korean, you jack off, jack off. Chen acknowledged not just stereotypes that were engaged to represent Chinese people and Asian communities at large, pointing out that karate is Japanese, but also how Waters structured the segment. Waters only posed questions about the election to elderly Chinese residents in a language they could not understand, while those who could speak English were asked about karate. Cheng is quick to show that the segment relied on putting interviewees in a position where they could not respond to or consent to the show's representations. Here, Cheng brings up still photos of Waters and screams assumptions based on Waters' appearance as a general douchebag. For example, that Waters drugs women's drinks at bars. Cheng demonstrates how anyone in the right context can be rendered passive, can be defined by cruel stereotypes for laughs. But the real strength of Cheng's critique, besides decoding an onslaught of racist messaging, is in his ability to demonstrate how the segment could more accurately represent Chinese Americans if it was encoded differently. Cheng goes so far as to reconstruct the segment by going to Chinatown and reconducting interviews about the election with residents. This might come as a surprise, but Chinese Americans do actually have genuine thoughts on this year's election. That's why I went to Chinatown to speak to people in a language they understood, human. Uh, Wait, you understand American politics enough to lodge a protest vote? Definitely. I'm from Queens. What are your thoughts on the Jesse Waters video on Fox News? The chicken reporter who came down here and thought he was big because he talked to people who couldn't speak English? Yeah, that douchebag piece of The one who was sent here by the larger chicken who couldn't come to Chinatown because he was afraid to do it himself? You the, mean that one? Yeah, that guy. The one with no testicles. The one who came down here who said, 
uh, let me talk to some old people and let me totally. let me put them on camera without asking them and yep. sort of put them on national television and made fun of them in the worst possible way. That asshole. Okay, I think we're talking about the same guy. Right, right. What was the question again? I can't remember. Zhang's encoding of the segment incorporates Chinese language, asking all residents election-focused questions whether they speak English or not, and provides a platform for residents themselves to share their anger about Fox News by allowing them to culturally recode the segment from one of white hegemony to a journalist simply picking on old people. A crucial error in the original Fox News segment is that it assumed that amongst an American mediascape, white supremacy is reliably hegemonic. That most viewers would respond to the cultural cues about Chinese Americans in a similar way. But correspondents like Cheng show that the mediascape and viewership of news programs today are becoming more diverse. His oppositional position shows he clearly understands all of the encoded messages and rejects them. And, judging by how quickly Cheng's response went viral, so did many others. Comedic segments relying on tired, racist tropes are not only decoded as racist, but oppositionally encoded as stupid, uncool and unfunny by a more culturally diverse and aware millennial audience. Part of the strength of satire as critical commentary on society is in its ability to reveal encoding and decoding processes, whether it is impressions of politicians, a critique of political discourse, or memes of Tony Abbott taking a bite out of an onion. These moments are isolated and broken down in satirical space. They are put into different contexts, their layers of meaning unpacked, and their functions revealed. Where satire falls short, though, is in its ability to be social change in and of itself. In order for Chiang's piece to resonate in the way it did, Chiang had to be in the Daily Show newsroom in the first place, in a position to reshape the story. Chiang's personal cultural context as a Singaporean who has lived in America and Australia as multilingual all come into play in how he is able to encode and decode this piece for his audience. Chiang is not calling for political correctness, if the sheer number of swears in his segment is any indication, but by shifting the perspective of representation in the case of Fox News, Chiang calls into question methods of inclusion and exclusion that the original segment encodes. He rewrites those codes better and funnier.